Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. We are excited because all the way from Australia, we have Lee Fei Lo, who put together the Escape Room Enthusiast Survey. Woo! <laughs> My name is Errol. I'm Amanda. And we haven't had a song in a long time, but no. that's because it's close to puzzle hunt, cryptex hunt time. And yes. I've just been... I've just been working on that, and it's yep. been making me, it's hard. A little bit crazy, yeah, a little bit. it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of darn it's in the last week or so. Uh. <laughs> but we won't talk about that now. Yeah. That was just a little teaser for what's coming up. I'm, we have with us Lifei all the way over, we're, we've called her on Skype. She's in Australia. What time is, oh, hello, Lifei. Hi, Errol. Hi, Amanda. It's about half past 12 uh, lunchtime here in Sydney. Ah, and we are recording this at 8 20, 8 30 p.m. PM for us. So. The previous day. Yeah, so <laughs> we are talking to you. This is great. We were, I was worried because, you know, it's always difficult to get people who are across the world and trying to find a time that will fit everyone. Actually, we didn't even ask Mike and Ruby, did we? <laughs> no, I was about to say, are we going to acknowledge Mike and Ruby for this one? We should. It's because I just asked Lee and then she said, yes, I'm available tomorrow. I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. Because <laughs> it's, it's hard to find a time for all of us. Yep. So I'm so happy that you could join us, Lee And before we get into things, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? That'd be amazing. Because I know you. I mean, I've, I've had to write your bio many times. And so that's why... I, I was thinking to myself, ah, oh, I I, anyway, so if you could, you know, give us a little information about yourself, that'd be amazing. So my name is Lee Faylo. Um, I live in Sydney, Australia. I love escape rooms with a passion. My day job is that I work as a psychologist and a researcher at the University of Sydney. And when I saw that Errol was doing survey work, I went, I know, I'm going to help him, <laughs> whether he wants it or not, <laughs> and volunteer my services in analysing the data. Um, and it's been really fun doing it. Though a lot of the time it seems to be that my job is to cut questions that Errol wants to ask to keep the survey link down. <laughs> This is true. So because I get to travel for work, I've had, you know, the, the, I've been lucky to play escape rooms in a few different countries, though, of course, not all, all the countries that were included in the survey. And, you know, it's my ambition to, I guess, experience rooms in different regions and kind of see with my own eyes the differences in, in regional rooms that we kind of seeing in these data. Yeah, I think you just, because you were in the Slack before that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you just just kind of offered your services and then and then I just kept asking for more so Errol I think you're very you- good at getting people to do stuff for the community <laughs> yes it's like yes. an Errol magic or Errol charm yeah. it's like an Errol signal goes up in the sky and everyone uh-huh. follow flocks to it uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's, I think this is the first time I've ever talked to you isn't it isn't it the yes, first time we've, we've ever chatted by voice yes but we, but we yes. talk by DM all the time. Oh yeah, I slack you all the time because because all you do is work hard for the enthusiast survey, and I just ask, do you need any help? <laughs> <laughs> I think you've done heaps, Errol. You do heaps on it. I think you're yeah. the you're the forward face of the survey and the n word face of the survey, and I get to do a bit of grinding in the middle. <laughs> 
In other words, so I take the 1% at the beginning, 1% at the end, and then the nah, 98% no, of all the work. At, not but, at all. I <laughs> no, do, she I, does. I, my husband does wonder, though. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm doing Errol's survey. He goes, again. And I go, yeah. He said, did you just do that? And I went, well, last year. He goes, how did she talk you into it? And I said, I think I volunteered the first time. And then we just started doing it. And then this year, he's got all these languages. And I thought we were doing two more, but now we've got 14. So it'll, it'll take a bit longer. But I think it was great that you got all those languages in, uh, Errol. I mean, it's made it such, such, such rich, interesting data. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do, now that you're here, I know that there is a lot of data that's on the survey that wasn't covered. I mean, there's tons of data, and we are off. We did offer all the raw data if anybody just wants to look at spreadsheets. But we, and then what I put out, and what we put out in the PDF is just like, just like, just touches on it, right? Sorry, Amanda, did you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to interrupt quickly. Oh, yeah, we probably should so, talk. Right? Yeah, so yeah. for those who don't, who may be listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, the, what we're talking about is the Escape Room Enthusiast Survey, which was done... How many years have you done it now? Two? Oh, three? This, I don't know. I think I started in 16, you've done 17. Two, you did two before this one. No, we've done... Well, this I, is the fourth one, because the fourth did one. one, and then this is the third one I've worked on, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, there's been... Every year, there's been a new Escape Room Enthusiast Survey in which... A whole bunch of enthusiasts are polled from all around the world to see the escape room trends happening at this moment, or, or rather, the preferences happening at this moment. It's really, and it's a really cool set of data. And this year was different, as Errol said, because this year Errol decided let's let's do it in multiple languages so we can make our did, our. Did I decide that? I thought that was a joint decision. Was it a I joint? Think, I, don't I think know. we jointly decided, but I didn't realize okay. you were going to scale to Maybe that I extent. Maybe I should frame that as a question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, I'm I looking said, at the oh, yeah, 1% that's a good idea. Here. It'd be really interesting to get some Chinese data. You know, it's hard to get data from China. And you went, yeah. And then I looked on the spreadsheet and there was like 14 languages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I think I think Make I it asked. sound like you went binge drinking one night and came up with 14 languages well, on a survey. I think I just asked on, on the Facebook enthusiast group and then everybody just said, Hey, yeah, I'll I'll help translate. It was great. There's so many people that helped translate. And and I'm sad because I should start this process earlier because I know that a lot of people want to help out even just with the questions cuz that that was a hard part is the number just because, you know, different languages, they have they just have different cultural norms, different ways of saying things. They don't have they have things we wouldn't understand, and we have things they wouldn't understand. There's just so many. It's hard doing a global survey when every country is different. <laughs> we learned a lot just from looking at the questions and some of the feedback yes. that we got from the translators. Uh, for example, the thing that surprised me is that the Chinese team, so Yolanda Chu and Mr. Daza, who helped us with the Chinese survey, they took out the option... Um, in the question about how you find out about new escape rooms, they took out the question, the option for internet search. And I think that's because, you know, they don't have Google in China. And while they still have internet search engines, that's not a primary way of finding out that type of information, which I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so 
Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something, Manpower? Oh no. So they just they just took out the option entirely, rather yeah, than yeah. So that wasn't asked oh. in, in their version of the survey. Oh wow. There's all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to take a look at all that data, they can find it on the codex.ca. But what we want to talk about, let's just assume you've read the survey. Let's just say that. Spoiler alert. Go read the survey before listening to this further. Yeah. Or don't. Whatever yeah, you yeah. want. It's just, who's gonna, I mean, I, I've read it and I don't remember any of the numbers. So cool. I mean, I do remember certain trends, but it was kind of cool because with the larger data set, because we have about 3,000 people now. Yep, 3,000 people, 14 languages, and 39 countries. Yeah, so there's there's just a... And it was cool because you were able to split up uh, what each... Like, in the different continents and the different areas and just the differences there are between, I don't know, puzzles and theme, what people like, different things like that. And so... Assuming that everybody has read the survey, and obviously we'll bring up things, what probably surprised you when you did this? Because you've been, you're the one that's steeped in the data, and you have been for the last three years. And so I don't know if anything surprised you, Lee Gosh, I guess the first thing that stands out to me was the safety data. So it's the first time that we've had a question about safety. And we asked people about in their region, what were common practices in terms of being able to, you know, get out in terms of an emergency. And 8% of people said that common practice was that they weren't able to escape, basically, if there was an emergency. Yeah. Mm. And a further, oh, let me find the number. And a further 39% said that players would need outside help to escape. And I guess if we think about that, you know, the Polish fire, you know, having a GM, the GM would need to trigger something for people to escape or you need to unlock the door for people to escape. But if that GM is themselves incapacitated in the fire, then people would be locked in and not be able to get out. So I think that's a really significant finding in the context of safety and that that, that the most unsafe country, as as described, I guess, by participants was in China, where 8% said there was no way to escape and 57% said they needed outside help in comparison to North America, where, you know, only like half a percent said people were locked in with no way to escape and 1% said they needed outside help outside help to escape. So, you know, most people were either able to press an emergency button to escape or weren't locked in at all in North American rooms. So I guess it's that marked difference in safety across countries. And as we travel more to play across rooms, and if you're going to China, just know that you might not be as safe there as what you would expect in your, you know, your normal country. So you mentioned earlier, Lifei, that you had to cut questions out. Uh, so were those questions that people actually answered or were those questions that never even made it into the survey? Oh, they were questions that never made it into the survey. So we, oh. each year we add new questions and then we ask some questions that we've asked before. But this year we actually added quite a few new questions and took out quite a few questions. I added the questions about guns. Yeah, so... I think the gun results were surprising because I actually interpreted it in opposite, the completely wrong direction and Errol sent me back the results going, ah, you've done it wrong. So there was a question about guns and whether people were found no problems with guns, whether they were uncomfortable with guns and whether they would refuse to play if there was guns in the room. And the situations were that the players could handle the guns, the GM or the actor would handle the guns and the guns were pointed at players. 
And I was surprised because Australians are very uncomfortable with guns. Um, we don't have guns. Uh, there's kind of a national sentiment against guns. But the Australian, the small number of Australian players were actually most comfortable with guns in the room. And the North Americans were least comfortable with guns in the room. Mm. And, and the reason I put that in, because I didn't, that's actually my cultural bias because we're in Canada and we're similar. We're not as gung-ho about guns. We don't, we, we're uncomfortable with guns. I mean, there might be a lot of people out there. I mean, there might be some that are okay with guns, but we don't, it's not a cultural thing here to everybody own a gun. And so when we added a gun to one of our games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one person that was very uncomfortable with it. And I thought to myself, oh, Really? And when there are guns in the game, I'm not uncomfortable with them because I don't think they're real. And I, so I know they're real, but I don't think of them as something that's any, that's a danger to me right now because we don't have a culture of guns. And so, but I think because people can carry guns, especially in the US, and it's a very real and dangerous threat to see a gun. It's more scary to see it also in uh, in an area of ent- recreation and play. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, right. because a, a, a gun in an escape room in Australia would never be a real gun. No mm-hmm. one has guns. Oh, I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it would be a real gun anywhere. But the the fact that, yeah, what Errol said. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, we don't take it seriously. We it's don't like, take you know, it as seriously. Yeah. Unless and this is a horrible example, but unless you've had someone suffer from cancer, you might not take cancer that seriously until you... Or someone like maybe suffering from PTSD, mm-hmm. right? If they see a gun, it could trigger them, that kind of thing. I did have one other question. I did do the survey, and I read the survey results, but that was a while ago. So I wondered if there was a question, likewise with the guns, was there a question about something like if people were comfortable with things like um, either... Touching? No, ma- magic or because I know with some like you know seance themed rooms or something, people do mm. get uncomfortable with those themes as well because it's it's not. Mm, that's a good question. It's not Christian, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'll add it to the list for next year. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> I just. I was curious. Explicitly ask that question. What we did, um, we did ask about different themes though, and magic is was like the second most popular theme last mm-hmm. year. So. Although I think I think we have to clarify what cuz I think yeah. someone some people thought magic they thought like oh hey it's a magician it's Doug Henning and they didn't think wizard magic. Oh yeah 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 yeah. We should have clarified that more because then if people thought oh you mean like Harry Potter yeah I love that as opposed to oh it's a uh, I don't know any current magic people so i'm saying really really <laughs> old ones come on man pans you're young you know magic people what do you mean magic people <laughs> you like, know like magicians you don't you know do you know who doug henning was no i no. know i have oh david copperfield like him yeah david copperfield yeah, yeah. i know i know what you're talking about i just <laughs> don't know magicians that's all <laughs> You know, because they used to be big in the day. And in they the day, that's are. exactly. It's not a young person thing because they're not popular. <laughs> it's probably old. That's not true. Only old people like magicians now. I like Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. They're 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 popular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I only asked because that, uh, I think I saw a post, somebody asking about Strange Bird, because Strange Bird is 
a seance themed room and someone a player was was concerned that like about the themes and everything and i hadn't actually thought about that i thought oh yeah like if you know, I can see people being uncomfortable with that. We do have, we did ask about adult content, 18 plus themes, and that's pretty low on the list of preferences as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's yeah, not a no, preferred no. theme for, on average, across <laughs> participants. The fun part I had to do, I got to do for the, for the escape room was coming up with icons. Because <laughs> I, I had to put them all, because there's so much data, and I was like, how am I going to, display all of this you know. oh yeah i liked the icons so i did like the know, icons good job icons <laughs> errol had so much fun making the icons <laughs> and i think what's interesting is that across the different regions that there were differences in in the themes that people preferred mm-hmm. and while they weren't you know hugely big differences that there were differences and i know i keep coming back to the idea of the regional differences but we have here in sydney um some th- some rooms that have been bought brought out from China and uh, they seem to have quite big budgets but they're not that popular here with the non-Chinese community I don't know where how well they play if you were Chinese but the not Chinese community don't really think they're that great Um, so that's kind of interesting like culturally they don't seem to make as much sense like police and crime is huge yeah for like in in China and Asia and but and also Sherlock as well. Yeah. But they, the police and crime, especially in North America, they're like pretty far down. So it's, it's, it is interesting to see that what different regions like. I liked um, Randy. Randy Hume uh, made his, on his blog or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he made a tool with which you could select in each of the questions. You could select filters you could put on it to like winnow down the results and so i i was having fun with that i was looking at like well what people in what females in my age group like enjoy <laughs> this theme and oh you know we all like, do that we all do that we all pick our group and see if we're the same or different <laughs> yeah i know it's great that randy can do that and, and and provide that to us and i i, I felt bad because i forgot i think i forgot to give him a co- i mean we didn't give him a copy of the survey questions and the answers. Oh. And and I, and you can take it again, but it would have been easier if we gave him just a, a printout copy so he could have referenced it. Mm-hmm. Because I do know that like one of them, it was just the range from zero to five wasn't to hate to love. It was more like uh, neutral to love. Uh. And... And and there were some answers there that's like what all these people hate this like oh no no they just didn't care that's not really absolute hate so uh, uh, we had to like change things around next time next time Randy I'm gonna make sure I get that to you yes we'll do better everything <laughs> but it's but it's really cool to see especially when it's animated and it like jumps up with the little yeah oh this many people yeah. Did you have any other questions, Bad Pants? I have other questions. I don't know. Like, I'm curious about some of the, you know, some of the surprises that you came across in the results. And, you know, um, how did you how did you go about choosing which results to display, which not? I don't know if there were any results that you just chose not to to include, but... Yeah, we did, we did report everything. Um, some of the stuff that we rec- reported... Some of the questions we we asked last time, and we had similar results. We didn't 
show again, though, of course, all the data is there. In terms of, I guess, surprising data, other surprising data was how popular um, public booking was in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was much more popular than in North America. And, you know, other parts of the world, we go, oh, public booking. Who was public booking? And it was even more popular in China than in North America. And um, David Spira suggested that it's because of the demographic of people who play escape rooms in China, that they tend to be um, young, youngish, you know, 20-something, 30-year-olds who move uh, who live in cities and they play escape rooms to socialize and to date. And so they like public bookings because it's a way of them meeting people. Oh. Errol's looking at me like, you know, you could do this yourself. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going to Castle Home every week, just being like, who's ready for me? <laughs> One of the hardest things that we had to deal with, and I still want to, I don't know how we can make this better, but because of the differences in cost of escape rooms, uh, when we ask for how much are you willing to pay for a ticket, we have always compared it to a movie ticket. But even then, sometimes the movie ticket will be will be different across the... Across the countries, we were joking about using the Big Mac index because almost every place has a McDonald's. <laughs> but relative and, and to 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 like other foods, McDonald's is more or less expensive in some countries. That, in yes. parts of Asia, McDonald's is like more on the luxury end of a product compared to very you know cheap street <laughs> food. That's the problem. Um, yeah, no, that's I mean, true too. So it, now the we, we could probably index. try and figure out something about GDP and then you know mass it that way, but it seems very well, that's hard. hard. <laughs> I know that's hard. I don't that's next that. year's task. You got your languages. Now you got to compare GDPs and like for, yeah. for, for you know so many countries. I was like, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. Um, no. <laughs> but what, what people are willing to pay is interesting, though, because um, what people expect to pay in South America is just only a slight above the price of a movie ticket in most other regions australia western europe eastern europe north america the rest of asia they expect to pay kind of between one and a half times and two times the price of a movie ticket and in china i guess maybe because labor's cheap or you know escape rooms are more luxury product they expect to pay up to two two and a half times the price of a movie ticket and people would be And people will be willing to pay up to three times the price of a movie ticket for an exceptional room. I also know that sometimes they have longer ones there in China. I know Greece has three-hour ones. That's amazing. Yeah, that would. I I would like to go to Greece and play a three-hour room. I don't think anyone That's else wants to come dream. with me. <laughs> well, I'll come with you. All right, we'll yeah. go to Greece. <laughs> Let's all go to Greece. Except that I have to hide behind you. Isn't Greece full of horror-themed rooms? I'd have to stand behind Mampans the whole time. <laughs> Oh, when I stand behind. <laughs> well, you stand behind Errol and I stand behind you. That's how it works. No, Errol, Errol runs off and does things. Oh, well, we'll huddle together. Yeah. yeah. Usually what I do in a scary room, and I mentioned this before, is that if Echo's with me, I just put Echo on Manda. Yep. <laughs> and then they can keep each other company. Oh, yep. that's nice. Poor. Echo's well, my daughter. We did ask a question about horror rooms. 
um, mm-hmm. bec- a specific question, and 44% of people said that they're okay with horror rooms and play them sometimes. 24% said they love them and seek them out, and I guess 21% are like man pants and I, and we're scared of them. So I guess I don't avoid them, so that might be not quite I right. don't avoid them, for sure. I enjoy them. I really like horror, the horror genre. I just am really easily scared at it. <laughs> What was the other? There was 11% for other. Uh, oh, th- yeah, what? some of those others were things like, well, they, they're okay with them, but they have to play them because they're group one to play them, or, you know, so mm. it kind of did fit into those categories. Or some so people had never duress. played a horror room before as well. A few people ah. had said that. Yeah. I wonder. Oh, I guess so. I guess if they haven't done that many rooms, then. Although, you Although, know, horror seems to be the most yeah. common one. Yeah. Although I know that, like, you know, when it comes to the horror rooms, that's the one that my friends always get the most nervous about when they're, like, about to do their first escape room. They avoid all of the horror ones first, and then eventually, if they get hooked, then they'll play one. China really likes walkie-talkies. Yeah, that must be the standard. <laughs> that must be the standard way that their standard um, communication style. I think that some of the rooms here in Sydney, which have have come from China or the owners of a Chinese background, we still see walkie-talkies, though I think most common here is Voice of God, what they call Voice of God. Mm, I know. Actually, I don't hate walkie-talkies. No, I don't either. But I know a lot of people, well, there's a lot of people in the enthusiast group that despise walkie-talkies. Oh, I know. That is is one of my most hated (laughs) topics ever. Then it just becomes a pile on on the walkie talkies, <laughs> and it's like they're not that bad, guys. If not, if if used effectively, they can be quite good. <laughs> well, the most preferred hint system is in-room video screens, mm-hmm. which personally I find odd because they don't always make sense in a room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm really passionate about this. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, so so the the most popular was in-room video followed by in-room audio or voice of God, then walkie-talkies, manual notes, pre-made in-game hints, an actor playing a role in the room, GM in the room, and then uh, consistently hated across uh, all regions, GM entering the room. Enters the room. (laughs) (laughs) Some things are universal. (laughs) Poor GM entering the room. (laughs) So you get a chance to travel around and do escape rooms. I know you you've been you've been to North America. Sadly, I couldn't see you when you're in North America. But have you also been to like Eastern Europe, Western Europe? Yeah. So um, I got to play in London last year, which was uh, nice. I was actually in Poland, and if I had seen the Topeka nominations before i would have tried a bit harder to play some rooms and um, i'm hoping to play in netherlands um this year because i get to have to go i have to go for work and errol i do and i have a collaboration in canada so you know at some stage i might have to come to canada (laughs) for work if i have to come to canada i guess i'll come see you (laughs) oh okay then you can come visit me wait are you going are you for some reason I thought you're going to Boston, but you're not going to Boston. No, I can't come before. to Boston, sadly. Yeah, um, I, I I did the um, I I went I came to David and Lisa's um, Nola tour last year because it coincided with a conference I was going to, so that was really fun um, to meet. To meet. You go to a lot of conferences. Yeah, well, it's part of an academic's job. You're expected to go to conferences, um, and 
We have um, a few international projects where we have to travel. We don't have to travel, but, you know, it's really helpful to travel and meet people when you're doing collaborative projects. I just happen to have mm-hmm. uh, some collaborative projects at the moment. So it's, it's a great, great, but isn't it dreadful that at the moment I'm like, do I know anyone in Greece? Who can I collaborate with in Greece? <laughs> Barcelona's good for games. Who knows someone in Barcelona who want me to come and do a project with them? <laughs> That's the problem. I really want to go back to Europe, but they all have (laughs) four-player minimum rooms and they're not public bookings. So that's the one downside of private bookings is like, I can't travel alone to Europe and then try them out because there's no one to play with. Sadness. That is a challenge. And when I travel with work, I've been meeting um, friends in London to play in London. And I'm talking a shout out to Sim, who has agreed to come to the Mm. Netherlands, I hope, and play when I'm in Amsterdam. So there is a bit of wrangling then to find people to play with if you're traveling for work. Because work people only are happy to play one game. Oh, right. (laughs) So I made my poor work colleagues play Lab Rat with me. It was the first room they'd ever done. <laughs> that was great. Did they like it? They did. They, did. Like they it? liked it. They liked it a lot. Oh, and for scientists, especially, <laughs> made a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. How long did you stay when you were in LA? Uh, I was in LA for uh, four four days of conference. Yeah, I only played a couple couple of rooms, um, and I met up with some local slackers. I met up with Bill Chang and played with him as well, which was nice. Nice. So the cool. slack is a nice way of meeting people as well and playing with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So when are you coming to Toronto? I don't know. Whenever Maybe she collaborates. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. We we can probably work on the survey in person together. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> Oh, I was It'd about be to be like, boring, Carol, she wants really to do want fun me to come things. And sit in your lounge room for hours with my laptop. I think we could do much more fun things if I came oh, that's to Toronto. True. Yeah, maybe, yeah, we should eat. We can eat food. Yes, we, we should eat do, food do and do fun things. And I can work on the survey at home in Sydney. <laughs> so, how close? Sorry, I was going to ask you another. How close are you to uh, Bill and Danny? Oh well, Bill and we, we we play together a couple of times. I mean, we don't hang out as much as we'd like, but yeah, um, they are probably forty-five minutes drive from my house, like oh, from so their not, house to our so house. So that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So we do get to hang out and play rooms sometimes. But they're setting up a podcasting empire, from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to just like come and hang out and play board games or escape rooms anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to the survey. Yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> so what, uh, how was the response to the survey once you put out the results, do you guys find? I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's uh, poor Lifei because, you know, as I said, she was doing a lot of work because I was also helping out with the terpecas. Terpecas. Ah, I can't ah. pronounce anything correctly. And you said it fine to me. Oh, no, no. I don't want Richard to get mad at me. Anyway, so so as soon as I was done with the survey, I was like, okay, done. Don't have to think about it. Now under the Terpicus, and I have to get that working. And then the Terpicus, okay, done. Now under Cryptex Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm in the Terpica channel, and I see people saying, it's like, so what do you guys think about Terpica 2020? It's like, it's done. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but I I think there was a good response. Maybe Lee Fei saw something. <laughs> I think that people were interested. They were definitely playing with Randy's data. I think I'm not sure 
because I don't, you know, get to talk to people in person really in the community, especially owners much, it'd be interesting to see what owners have taken away from it because I think there are actually lots of lessons for owners in terms of, you know, uh, playing with the data and looking at their own regional kind of preferences and stuff. I mean, for me, that uh, no one kind of, you know, yelled at us, which is always good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no one yelled, yelled, no one yelled and said, important. oh, this is wrong. I completely disagree with this. So that was nice. Uh, and, and we didn't make too many major mistakes that we had to fix, which was also good. Yeah. So I think that it's, it's, it's a resource to, which, you know, which adds to the very small amount of resources there are for people around kind of escape rooms around the world especially since every other week somebody says fill in my survey oh my gosh yeah <laughs> sorry it's like Amanda vents about all the things she hates on them <laughs> no <laughs> the surveys are important the surveys are right, important so and so i want at least this to be available to for them to realize look you could also i know they need to do it for school or whatever but there, there's also another resource they could pull from if they want. And I know that some people have used our survey for their for their papers. Oh, great. I've Every time we have a new survey, I update the Wikipedia page yep. on escape rooms. But I have seen our survey quoted. Yeah, no, in- it, it, it just get quoted. And I hope that people use the data as well. Because um, it is a bit of effort to collect it. And mm-hmm. I hope that we ask useful questions and different questions, you know, each time. And I, I keep meaning to do a kind of a, a, a analysis across the years, but we, ha- we haven't done that yet. But so maybe next year we'll put out something about, you know, how t- theme preferences have changed across the years. Even anecdotally, I can see that, you know, that, that, that we seem to be getting different players, um, like we, more enthusiasts, or maybe you have to have less rooms under your belt to be an enthusiast and fill out a survey now but you know the, the maximum number of games is higher but the minimum number of games is 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 lower almost you know and the average number of games it was it was lower this year than in previous years um which is really interesting i think i think we've reached more and more people so which is great i'd like to reach more and more people so if we can get that full range or if we can eat just just get a whole slew of responses it'd be because i think you did i don't know if i included it in the survey but you did include insights about what people thought if they only played a few number of games and then what people have thought if they played multi a huge number of games yeah i think we published that last year but i didn't do much of that this year i don't think it ended up in the final um document but yeah you know what would be fabulous is to, uh, to to try and really target beginners you know people have played like under 10 games i think it would be really fabulous to have a, have them as a subsample of our survey yeah. maybe next year we'll try and work on on looking at people who have paid you know less than 10 games maybe less than 20 games or something as well, we can decide on the cutoff and then you know more experienced players and look at their preferences because they tend to be different i have to comment on errol's mm-hmm. rants mm-hmm. about the cross-section of people you, we ended up getting basically shamed North America and Europe. 
in comparison to the number of, of Chinese participants and Asian participants <laughs> that we got, that you got. Yeah, so we had two, almost 2,000 participants from China, which was amazing. And I think we have to publicly thank Mr. Daza from the Chinese Escape Game Alliance who really promoted the survey for us there. Yeah, 60% of the, wow. That was a lot of people. I mean, yeah. we don't really understand that. I mean, I don't understand, and I don't think there's much written in English about the, the Chinese escape room scene, other than, I guess, it's probably very big business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do seem to have huge productions, too, right? Yeah, that with actors. That really exciting. Yeah, yeah. actors. Oh, actors. So what was the most, you got, we've talked about, like, surprising facts. Was there any, like, what was the most unsurprising facts in there? Things that didn't change over the years that you were like, yup. Four is the ideal team size. Four is the ideal team size. (laughs) Enthusiasts would be happier if the games were longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's also not surprising. (laughs) Uh, I think, you know, one thing that came out when we did some, you know, kind of not very nuanced qualitative analysis is that story and narrative is quite important. Um, And if you look at what's important for a great escape room experience, which was the question, there's like, like stuff, stuff elements. So story, puzzles, sets, and then there's kind of experience elements. So feeling fun, feeling teamwork, feeling accomplished. So, you know, kind of that, the great ex- the ex- escape room experience isn't just about like the individual elements, but the experience overall, you know, m- might be a combination of all those things coming together as well. Yeah. So as I explained on that page, page 12, what makes a great escape room experience, what Li Fei did, as it says there, is that she grouped those experiences based on uh, words that were common and so you'd be happy to know that man pants that in Asia and China they love stories. I saw, there. I did yeah. see that. I remember reading that. Like, it's yeah, the place they know for what it's about. <laughs> oh man, I wish I, I wish I spoke like Mandarin or Cantonese or you know, just so I could go and experience the yeah. the well, amazing. Asia's the one that loves the actors too. So I can just kind of be amazing to see what it's like over there. I nominate man pants to organize a Chinese escape room tour. I'll sign up straight away. <laughs> Yolanda can translate for us. Oh, and then Yolanda everything. can translate every room for yeah. us. Every room for us. <laughs> every and then actor. Also have to solve the puzzles too. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do these characters mean? Yeah, like basically Yolanda can solo the rooms and we can like clap golf clap her along and ex- enjoy oh, the experience. There might be dexterity or strength puzzles that we can do that are not That's like- true. Oh, we might need to I fool an actor. Those. We might need to distract a guard or something. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. Yes, can you search. can. Search is not language specific. That's, That's true. true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she doesn't have to solo it, but, you know. <laughs> the one sad thing I wish, I mean, we didn't get and would have been nice to get is that we don't have comments and stories from other languages. We only have the ones from from the English uh, survey. So yeah. it would have been cool. We got some of there's... them. I was just kind of hesitant about using google translate to translate oh yeah 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 mm. so i read mm. a lot of them through google translate but i wasn't I, we couldn't just put them into that <laughs> thing they were funny so that I, so so then you have a better idea of what people were saying it'd been nice you know 
And some of them wrote to us in English, and those ones were potentially then included in the results, Mm -hmm. in the funny stories. Like if they did did the survey in Dutch, but they wrote as comment in English. Yeah. You should have a survey question. You might already be in there about like how many people have proposed in an escape room because oh, I wow. hear about that all the time now, <laughs> or met in an escape room. Well, now, I know that. I think that'd probably be cooler. I mean, a lot of I, those kind of questions probably could go to owners, and there is an mm-hmm. owner survey out there. Oh, yeah. right. I think Piyush is actually was said that he's gonna he's starting to re- think about rerunning that owner's survey. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to do an owner survey, but he's already doing one, and it seems very difficult and a lot of work. And I don't think we can take it on. <laughs> so, how long? How long did this one take from from beginning to end? Oh. I guess we started what work. in June or July, and we put it out in November. Is that right? Oh, wow, something like that. I mean, we weren't working on it steadily the whole time, but a, a lot of it was, you know, asking. Uh, for because pe- a lot of people would have questions on some of our questions and translating, and then we had a. I mean, I can't name them all, but we had a lot of translators who helped out and volunteered. They're amazing. Yeah. Thank you so and much to all the translators and the yeah. people who promoted it. You know, on their Facebook groups and on their websites, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they would go back, and sometimes they would, they would also edit and help look at other people's translations if they spoke the language as well, right? So there was. There was a lot of that, and then some people would clarify questions because it didn't make sense, mm. uh, or it didn't make sense how to translate it because we, because because of our cultural bias, and we just assume things, and it's like, oh yeah, I guess it's hard uh-huh. to say, right? So there was a lot of that that happened, and then when I we, when we finally put it, I, I was I was worried that the translators thought it was just some huge scam because it went for such a long time until I told them, okay, it's finally out, everybody, because. <laughs> We're all putting it together, and then, mm. and then we had to. Yeah, we had some. We had some like challenges. Talk about it like a scam, like you were paying them or something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or they were paying scamming their time. Yeah, um, uh, you know, maybe next year we'll we'll just pay for a, a paid um, a survey tool which could handle the multiple languages because basically oh, we yeah. had to make fourteen Google Forms um, in all the languages, and I had to make sure that they all they all gave us the same back end. Um, so like, harmonizing the surveys yeah. and get harmonizing the results was a bit of a was a bit of a time suck. So it might be worth just chipping in some money yeah. to use to use it's a company it. and not having to deal with that headache. I am all for it. Let's do that. Money Yay. can solve many problems. <laughs> <laughs> Can't cost any more than an escape room. So no. are you already tra- are you already thinking about the next survey? No. No. Ah. No. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Although what I probably what we probably should do is start a little bit earlier and like have some sort of question voting. Like what what kind of qu- take take a uh, ideas on questions because there are probably some great ones like the one that you brought up about how do you feel about spirituality if you're a spiritual person mm-hmm. whatever and oh, spirituality that's a better term than magic gosh sorry i just <laughs> I was like grasping for the word and oh, it's okay. like magic okay <laughs> and or the occult or or the occult or yeah. suddenly satan right these things <laughs> and it would be nice to you know, it, and then, and then having different people from different countries commenting on it, it's like, yeah, that's not a thing here. It's like, 
Or here's something that you might want to think about. Does anybody else think about these things, right? It's, mm-hmm. It'd be kind of That's cool. That's a good idea. Having. So we could like do a, a smaller kind of scoping for questions and then maybe prioritization. Then we'll have way too many questions as, again and people can help yeah. us figure out People are going to have lots of opinions on questions, yep. Well, it'd be kind of nice also then too to have some sort of, I mean, I'm already now making it into this huge production, but having a voting system where people could say, yes, I'd like this question on there. It's like, yeah, I don't Don't make it too big, of two Errol. surveys. A survey <laughs> to survey the survey questions. Just and then email <laughs> Errol survey. if you've got a good survey question or tweet at him now. <laughs> yeah, just Errol. And then Errol can go through his Twitter feed and get all the good questions and we'll stick it in. There you go. You can't be in Slack because it'll disappear. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a secret Discord escape room. <laughs> there's a Discord one, <laughs> and you didn't tell me about it. Oh no, no, no! Because oh I've no, been no, 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 no! Because uh huh. And I thought to myself, because I started it, and then there's you like started it. Four people Slack are Slack wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> no, no, no! Because the reason is, is that. I don't want conversations to disappear. So are you migrating so actual secret chat? Now no, no, to I'm not migrating anybody. Some no. exclusive chat that's actually secret. That, you just like, told us about know. it. And hasn't invited us to it. It's terrible. Yeah. No. And uh, well, nobody's in there. <laughs> you make it sound like it's so like you know. I know, but you said oh, I have a secret Discord escape room chat because I didn't like Slack people. Well, the idea was that, that I w- we would probably start looking into working on that Discord when we had time, and then that just never happened. Never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's poor Errol. Yeah. <laughs> Errol, you do it to yourself. Yeah, hey, you true. love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it comes to escape rooms in Australia... I, are there are there ones like I don't know much about the Australian market. I mean, I mean at at the very beginning, you know, the very first blogger was Intervirals. And yeah, so Essa. That's, yeah, yeah. Do you know her personally? We we played with her a few times and then she disappeared. So I haven't we haven't oh. spoken to her. Managed to be in touch with her recently. But yeah, we played a few games with her. Well, if you see her, you can say lovely. hi to her. Yeah, yeah. Say yeah. hi to her for me. Because, you know, she was our queen. Because yeah. <laughs> she was the one that started it all. And we all... But then, She's but in the that... Discord chat. That's where she went. <laughs> <laughs> she was in that chat. But then, you know, when she went... So I don't know much about the Australian... I don't know. what it, What is it like over there? Well, we have some... I guess we have some great games. So uh, Cypher, Cypher Room, their Marla Hotel Room was 75th in the... Tepicas? How do we say it? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and I guess there's uh, other rooms which wouldn't which wouldn't have uh, which weren't nominated because we didn't have enough players who qualified to nominate play here. But I I think that the best rooms are probably you know on par with the top hundred in the world here. Oh, um, but nice. we're just very geographically spread out. It's a big country. So, yeah. yep. you know, it's a big effort to play a lot of rooms. So most Australian players have don't get to play that many rooms because once you played out all the rooms in your city, then you can't just drive for two hours and play a whole bunch more rooms like you could in London. I mean, it, mm. it would be 12 hours for me to drive to Melbourne to play the rooms in Melbourne. So we're going oh. to go down to Melbourne, but it's, you know, we have to fly for the whole weekend to do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So it's a big country with with a very spread out population, and so um, because of that, the, the it's hard to play a lot of rooms. No, it makes sense. And so you have to fly to other countries to play to play. Well, rooms. I have to play fly to other countries for work, <laughs> and then I get to play rooms there. Uh, I think that the Australian the Australian uh, owners there's there's lots of passionate small business owners here as well as the franchises, and our passionate. Uh, small business owners in Sydney, anyway, kind of work together, advertise each other's rooms, their little community, and that you know all support each other. And I think that's really lovely. Um, nice. Yeah. I know that my my brother and brother in law and his family now lives in Australia. They used to live in Japan, and so we went and visited them in Japan, and that was amazing. I don't know how long they're in Australia for, but. Maybe one day we'll make it. Oh, Australia's a great place to come. I mean, I don't down think I'd come all the way here just to play escape rooms, but if you want to come well, no, and, yeah. <laughs> and eat and, you know, surf and, you know, bushwalk yeah, yeah. and Sorry, see the beautiful country, then, you know, then you should come. Yeah. And then, yeah, that'd be that'd be. And all you can squeeze in, squeeze in some good rooms while you're here. Yes, yes, I will. I will have to, especially because it's in English, so that'd be amazing. I know they live in near... Curl, curl, or something like that. Oh yeah, they North live near the curl. beach. It's nice. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> yeah, that's not too I, far from where Bill and Danny are, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I heard that they were really close. It was really funny. So there you go. Ha ha ha! One day, one day, one day. I wonder if next year somebody's gonna break the Guinness World Record, and then we we'd have an update. There well, so go. we have a comparison, <laughs> like. Five percent of the people out here went for the Guinness World Record. <laughs> I mean, we could try. Who attempted it? <laughs> Who attempted it? Yeah. Okay, you can talk us out. But thank you so much, Lee Fei, for joining us today and this evening. I know that it's still daytime over there. So do you have huge plans going to a conference? No, no conferences tonight. I'm going to hunt with the MIT hunt tonight. Oh right. Oh, oh! Which team are you on? Are you on uh, everybody else's team? Uh, are you on your own team? No, Totoro's um, the Slack team is has joined <gasps> Duck Soup. So, yeah. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Amazing. If you had time, Errol, you could be hunting with us. Well, yeah. You could do it. No, I don't have time. Oh, you don't. <laughs> you know that very well. I know. It's You're, like as soon as I got home. Hey, did you finish that thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Errol. Anyway, yeah, thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's fun to hear about other people who created the survey as well. Did a lot of the work on it. He's 80% of the people. 80% no, of the people. No, if people wanted to find you, is there a place online they can go? And for Errol, then also, where can people find the survey? Oh, the survey is look? on thecodex.ca. And if you were to search for Lee Fay low because i did because i needed a picture or some bio and she's like she has like youtube talks and everything oh she's all over the internet awesome <laughs> not about, about, not about if you want to find rooms. Lee Faye, look all <laughs> over the internet age care and dementia and brains <laughs> you can google me on the internet there you go then there you she's go the expert on that too amazing Okay, I'll talk us out. Mm -hmm. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can... Okay, don't. That's mean. You can also... Don't look all cherub-like and be like, What? 
Anyway, <laughs> I was pretending to toss a pencil at her. Yeah, pretend- and she winced every time. Yeah, because you were pretending to throw a pencil at me. Yeah, anyway. but I did it because it'd be it's sharp. But you and have pointy. before. You have thrown objects at me. Uh, email serumescapedivas <laughs> at gmail dot com. You can also <laughs> yes, thank you, Earl. <laughs> you can also. Uh, find us on Facebook, click the like button, and if you're on Twitter, use the hashtag R-E-Divas. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.